Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. The other day in the car, my kid reminded me of one of my favorite things to go on about. And I realized I hadn't taken the opportunity to talk about this topic on the show yet. And that's parasocial enemies. I talked about my parasocial relationships in episode 23, but I did not get into my parasocial enemies list. That was what my kid reminded me of. That along with the parasocial relationships of people I admire, I also have a shadow list of my parasocial enemies. And I just said parasocial a whole lot right there. Okay. But that episode 23 was kind of a light episode. And it was not about my sworn enemies that have no idea that I exist, which are really the best kind of enemies. The ones that are actually in your life, in your real life, are so draining, right? Agree? I totally do not recommend them. But let's dig into this topic of my parasocial enemies, shall we? Kind of fun. I mean, don't we all have those celebrities or musicians or actors, whatever, that we just don't vibe with, you know, for whatever reason? Sometimes there's a good reason, like they're a garbage person, and sometimes it feels like it's for exactly no reason. So politicians uh, are also like, God, I'm not even going to start with the politicians this episode, okay? That list would be so freaking long. What I do want to say is that once we started making politicians into celebrities that just had bad hair, things started going way downhill at all levels of government. Now we've got people running things who are more concerned about their follower count and their merch sales than serving the people they were elected to represent. And oh, don't worry, I could do a full 120 minutes on this topic off the top of my head, but I'm trying to keep this episode light. So I'm going to go back to talk about uh, actual celebrities. Okay, but first, just one more thing. This is to the people in politics. You're doing it wrong. It's an actual profession where you are supposed to produce results. I've talked about this before. I think you need to listen to a freaking masterclass on it or something because you're all taking this country down. Okay, seriously, I'll leave it alone now, for now. I have very strong opinions and file that sentence under not news to those who know me, but truly back to the actors. So probably my longest term parasocial enemy here might be probably Gwyneth Paltrow. Years ago, the Go Fug Yourself sisters nicknamed her Fishstick, and I've adopted that. Fishstick has been my consistent enemy. One who's only grown more annoying to me as she has progressed through her life and career. She's got this little airy, fairy, like horse girl meets Hamptons meets LA hippie thing that has just never hit with me. Like, for example, Reese Witherspoon took her celebrity and she's off producing award-winning content, promoting women's creative efforts and careers. And Gwyneth, who is also the proto-nepotism baby, is selling crystals for your vagina and promoting $1,000 t-shirts. Like, please. Then I saw a thing that Gwyneth allegedly quote-unquote forgets that she's been in MCU movies like oh please you're actually not in that many 
movies, Gwyneth. I'm pretty sure you can name them all. It's just like her entire endealment screams that she's decided she's a cool girl. She's not like other girls. And I've just never been into her. I don't buy it. I've never bought it. About the same time she was coming out, my other actor enemy appeared on the scene. Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. I swear he is the whistle that only dogs can hear. I guess someone decided we needed some marginally talented Bostonian to represent the Duncan contingent or whatever, but there are likely more charming ones out there. He entirely looks like the guy who marries up and then drains the life out of his clearly superior wife while complaining about her all the time. Oh, wait, you know why he looks like that? Because that's who he is. Poor Jennifer Garner. And I just got to say, prayers up for J-Lo. I hope she makes it through this. Mr. Affleck is entirely suited for the DC Universe movies so far. Medium talent, as Bill Murray would say. And while we're kind of talking about comic book universe enemies, another one I can't stand is Jeremy Renner. And that's really all I'm going to say about that one. This next one is pretty niche, but I can't stand Anthony from the most recent Queer Eye series. If you're not up on the queers this time around, Antony is the one who's supposed to be doing the food slash wine situation, I guess. But mostly he just sits around with a dopey look on his face in a half shirt or a headband or a half shirt and a headband and nods. And honestly, I don't even know the last time I used the word dopey that I used right there, but it was so fitting. Chef's kiss on that. And when he sets up situations where he is supposed to be instructing the client, I mean, do we call him a client, a makeover target, a patient? I don't know. Like, what do they call the people that are getting made over? Whatever. But when he's working with these people, he's made things like guacamole that he added Greek yogurt to. Uh, Gross. That's not a thing that needed to happen. And I think he did a grilled cheese one time, like super fancy grilled cheese, I guess. But come on, I am all about meeting people where they are at and helping them make food they will actually eat in the future. That's great. But I honestly get the vibe that Anthony doesn't even know his way around a kitchen. Like he has zero yes chef energy. You see what I'm saying? No one has ever yes chef that guy. I think he was a prep cook at his highest. Queer Eye currently is kind of cycled out of the pop culture scene for the moment, so I have had very little opportunity to express my distaste for Antony, which originated in me saying, shut up, Antony, when he appeared on screen. But he does book a commercial now and then, and seriously, he's got a hell of a hardworking agent. I mean, like, it's Kris Jenner level hardworking agent. So he'll pop up on my screen, and I'll let loose with a loud, shut up, Antony. And all is right in my world. To be honest with you, when my kid asked me about my parasocial enemies, I immediately warmed to the topic and assumed I'd start taking them off on my fingers with such ease, similar to the ease of where I called to mind all those hair bands in, I think that was episode 60. (laughs) Remember when I said that should be a Gen X memory test? Anyway, so I thought I'd just be taking them off. And as I said at the top of this show, I've previously enjoyed being very petty and getting into my dark feelings about celebrities. But as we started to talk about it, 
it wasn't the passionate flow of trash talk that I would expect from myself in that situation. It was a little challenging to call people to mind that were my parasocial enemies. And like, what is that about? Is it maturity? Mm, I don't know. Compassion? Ugh, like, I don't know. Have I lost my edge? Yeah, I probably have. I mean, are there public people out there who irritate me or just bug me just by their very being? Sure. Right now I'm looking at you, Drake, and also Ross Lynch. Look two very different annoyances, but are they really? And for those of you who didn't have a kid go through a huge Disney Channel phase, or those of you who don't listen to light rap, I'm going to link in notes who all these people in the show I mentioned are in case any of these names mean nothing to you. Ross Lynch, Because I get that not everyone is going to know who Aubrey Graham from Degrassi High is. I think the reason that I found it so difficult to pull these names to mind was at this point in my life, I find that I'm far more in the who cares camp. Like if I don't enjoy someone or something I avoid it, and I'm not really into wasting my precious energy in directing hate towards strangers, except politicians. I do operate under a politician exemption rule there. And that whole who cares attitude, I mean, maybe that's part of why it's harder for me to muster much hatred towards someone like, I don't know, Bella Thorne, who is the absolute worst, by the way. When there are men out there stripping away body autonomy for every woman, or those who are out running around cosplaying the movie Red Dawn, except that now they're very confused about who the enemy actually is. That could explain why I'm giving celebrities a pass for the moment. It's definitely not because my heart is only full of love. Unfortunately, that is not the case. I'm still petty. Still a hater. Still drinking my haterade. It's just more focused on real life enemies instead of those of the parasocial variety. But I still squeezed a couple out of there for you, right? And I'll leave you with a couple more that just bubbled up in my mind as I was saying this, talking about this. James Franco and Jared Leto. Man, those are both huge disappointments. I remember when Jared was Jordan Canelano. Jordan Canelano couldn't read. Those good times. Those two need to get it together. Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks, as always, for downloading, tuning in, and listening. Please leave a review if you like what you heard. And I will see you next week. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes, and this is the Radiant Badass Podcast. Radiant Badass.